Fallen on hard times, baby. Fallen on hard times. Hard time, baby. Fallen on hard times. I've wind and dine with kings and queens, but I've been in alleys eating pork and beans, baby. I've wind and dine, baby. Hard times. <laughs> Welcome to Hard Times Radio. Hard, hard time. The boys at the back are laughing and joking while Dusty's in the back cooking and smoking. Hard times, baby. I fell on hard times. My goodness. Uh, my go- good goodness, my oh goodness. Oh, my God. Go- my, huh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ragtime Pals podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex, and he's my host. Jacob. Millie. Millie uh, Bobby Brown. <laughs> Little bad boy, Leroy Brown. Hard times. said it better. Hard times. You know what I was thinking? How 90% of my wardrobe is based on what food I'm going to spill on it. I'm wearing a solid white sweater currently right now, and I'm drinking a very black coffee. Very brown coffee. Very, very hard, heavy set brown coffee. And uh, I'm on my toes today, Jake. I don't know. I'm feeling risky. I'm feeling dangerous, you know? Feeling dangerous with this podcast. I've got a hot mic in my hand. It's like a weapon. You're like Baker Mayfield today, man. <sighs> feeling dangerous. Ready to lose to the Ravens by 40. <laughs> Fuck. That guy's so me- medium. I love it. Mm-hmm. You never want to be the guy who's medium. You don't want to be Andy Dalton. Nuh-uh. Red Rocket, baby. You don't want to be me. You don't want to be Horace Grant, just right in the middle. Even though he was good, but so I, is Andy Dalton. People give him flack. He's not bad, dude. Get the get the ball in his hands. Get the ball in his hands, man. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah, all right. I'm not saying he's the best, but I'm saying he's good enough to be in the fucking NFL. So don't yeah, take that that's away. That's true. Bro. That's true. The Mr. Dalton, I know you're listening. Um, I would like to formally apologize. My name is Jacob Morin. I apologize. This is now the Andy Dalton podcast. <coughs> Welcome to oh. Andy Dalton. <laughs> so he went to uh, a hard time. East baby. Michigan. He was uh, the starting quarterback. Uh, it was red redshirted his first year, and then uh, as a junior and uh, fucking people that know college shit. Fuck you. It's fuck like you. why don't you go to college <laughs> and have your own stats? That's it's unreal. Graduated cum laude. The uh, only fucking stats that matter are the NFL. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Get out of here with your CFL nonsense. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'd like to come in hot with a quarrel. 
We're turning it up, huh? I, it's just like I, I want to go back to where this podcast was. You know, Wait, I felt a dip in energy. We've <laughs> all right, man. And all right. I'm not saying a lack of effort. I'm saying a dip in energy. Dip in energy. Yeah. I'm co- I'm coming off of hard times, baby. But I'm coming off so of hard times. Hit me. So listen, I got I got criticized the other day. Well, as I should. I'm an idiot <laughs> and a dummy, but I don't think it was justified. You're a work in progress. So let's hear it. So I'd like to discuss the female love for going out. What's a, what's a what's a what's an average female's idea when they when they're going out? Where are we going? To Starbucks? No, 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 no. I mean, we're going out. A night oh, on the town. Out. A night on the town. Um, uh, going to like a club? Yeah, going clubbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you're talking. I hate clubbing. I think all guys do, and that's my that's my argument. And here's the thing. <laughs> oh, here's man. the thing. I was getting criticized because I don't like to go out to clubs, and I right. always say no. Mm-hmm. And my lady's making me feel like it's my fault, and I'm like, you can go to clubs. <laughs> I'm not holding you back. You don't need me. I'm there. just not gonna be there. We can have hobbies and interests that are separate from each other. You oh know, yeah, you understand oh. that. Oh yeah, you know, dude. because we're a couple, we don't have to do everything together. <laughs> there should be a division. In fact, I think it's healthy. I think to do your healthy. own shit alone, and I tend to. You know, I'm in a fucking band. I do my own shit. Mm-hmm. Go to school. I'm trying to separate some of this shit that I do. Yeah, but it's th- they want to drag their guys there like they'd all enjoy it. You say, <laughs> "Come on, you have a fun time." You always say no to this stuff, huh? There's a reason. There's a re- I right. Know, I know me. I am me. I <laughs> saying I never, you know, give things a new try. Saying I'm not open to new shit. It's like, hey, I'd like to say, all clubs are the same. And don't try and tell me they're not. Oh yeah. Don't I'm, I'm try and you, fucking tell me they're not. Fist is in the air. You're standing in line for over an hour to get in to a place that doesn't want you in there. No. It's like a bad they treat you like a fucking like treat you like cattle. Yeah. Girl, tits get in. Yeah. But the pleb men that are standing in line, us sixes, have nowhere to go. <laughs> we had to stand out in the cold. You know, we got we get to go in, listen to generic music, have watered down drinks, get into uh, fake fights. Fake fights. So many fake fights. And you get to leave. You know, when you're going to a club in a relationship, here's the deal. You spend the night out, you know, you have a shitty time and you get to leave and leave the club and go have marital missionary. By the end of the night, marital missionary, a little Eminem baby. You know, you know who, you know who loves clubs? Single dudes. Oh yeah. You want to know who loves clubs? Single dudes, because they get to leave and go fuck crazy drunk bitches. Yeah. Ones that want to fucking hook up at clubs, and That's those it. are the naughty ones. The naughty. Those ones. are the naughty the dirty ones. ones. They'll eat your ass. <laughs> They'll fuck you. Yeah. You, you'll get fucked. That's it. That's who likes clubs, okay? Don't try and make me feel like I'm the bad guy for not wanting to go to this shitty Mm-mm. fucking place. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're all the same. They're all the fucking same. Yeah. All owned by the same dude. All, all owned by the same dude. Can't buy. Suwu. <laughs> fucking garbage. Music. Fucking trash. Yeah. Apartment 200. Fucking oh, oh. Uh, Rouge. Rouge. Oh. Ru- nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Uh, all uh, garbage. Yeah, man. All the same. The all taka. the same, same, but different. Same. And you know what's? And don't try and make me feel like the bad guy. I, that's how we got criticized. Yeah. I was like, "What? Like what I like? I was talking about what it? I like. Yeah. Which is just a shitty pub. Me too. A I'm all for it. Pub. I'm all for a it. Shitty. I pub. like a shitty. You know dive who bar. makes the night is the people, not the place. Okay. So true. And that goes for everything. I can have. I can be at the shittiest bar ever and mm. have the greatest time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But no, for how- some reason, 
the ladies have to go to the newest and hottest place. Yeah, I, I'm lo- I'm so I'm blessed. I'd like to say I'm blessed. Um, prayers up. Um, my girlfriend doesn't like clubbing either. She likes dancing. She likes dancing. So do I. But so she do I. doesn't so like do clubs. Too many, too many shoulders touching each other. I quit football, dude. I don't want to do that again. There's a reason why I stopped. Yeah. I'm bumping into too many people. People are stepping on my feet. Why? I have big feet. I don't want to go in a place where my feet are a minefield. Why is there puke on the floor? Why is there puke on the floor? Why is something hot and cold at the same time? Why am I sweaty? Why am I angry? I'm always angry. I'm never happy when I'm in a club. Never happy. Yeah. I'm always looking around. I'm fucking anxious. Like, I'm angry. I'm looking at fire exits. I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's... Trying to go chain smoke joints just so I can fucking hell yeah. be in the right headspace to be there. Uh, you know what I? You know what happens to me when I get to a club? I'm thinking about when I'm going to go home. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home. And it's, it's just like... I got mad because you never try. You never want to go out. I'm like, I don't, I don't have to. Yeah. I don't fucking have to. Go! I'm not holding you back. And I'm saying you can't go to these clubs. Go. go. Please. 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 Nothing, nothing please. be better. I would love if you cheated on me at a club. It would. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> nothing would make me happier. Please. Just go. You have carte just blanche. Go. Carte blanche. Just go. See you there. The I'll- guy you meet at the club isn't the guy you marry. No. It ain't it. No. It ain't it. Never. Find me one story where that happened. I'm sure it's happened. What? But, but, it's just like, why, uh, you can go. Yeah. I'm why not do we, stopping. Why do we have to share interests? I never understood that thing. It's, it's, I understand a relationship is, you're dependent on each other, but you should also be your own person outside of and that. And that goes for nights out. You should have nights out away from your fucking significant other. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was my argument. It's like, yeah, we can't have different things. Mm-hmm. You don't like shitty bars? Don't come to them with me anymore. <laughs> a big thing was... Simple as that! Yeah. You're saying, oh, it's so boring, you fucking... Li- nah. like, then don't come. Don't. Easy. Don't. Easy. Come. It's an easy solution. Don't involve yourself. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, why do we have to do everything that everyone wants to do? If you don't uh, want to do it, uh, don't go. That's why coordinating plans is the worst thing ever. I'd rather lose a leg But that's also where I think our group of friends has evolved. And we're not doing... We're trying not to do shit we don't want to do anymore. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Oh, Sometimes it happens. It'll happen. So one, of the, one of the guy's shitty girlfriends has a birthday we got to go to. You know? Like, <laughs> it's fucking... It's trash. Can't, can't avoid it. Right? No. It's, we are a cult. You know? We support each other. But... We do what we want to do. And that's what life should be, man. That's what true freedom is, man. That's, bring it, that's, that's what, why. That's what the red. That's why the troops is. are in Af- in Afghanistan. You know. That's it. They're defending my freedom to do what I want. Yeah. Red, white, and blue, baby. Ground rock material. Who has fun at a club? Is all I'm saying. No. Single guys. Me. Single guys. Yeah. Single guys. Or, or not guys. Or douchebags. Or, or douchebags. Douche yeah. Yeah. Guys who have relationships are like, oh no, the scene is where the clubs are at. Guys, this is where everything is going down. We should go. I like my jaw clenched and my fists clenched. Yeah, and white knuckling. <laughs> I like having beady eyes and going to talk to people and telling them about my business ventures. Yelling beside their heads because you can't hear anything. What? No! You're on my foot! You're on my foot! Whoa, wait. Relax, man. You're on my foot! It's it's too much of that. I don't like that. I like being loud in quiet settings. You know, 
I don't yeah. like being loud at a dinner loud party. Set- you know? <laughs> yeah, loud at loud settings is fucking not, awful. Does not compute. I with the the doing like separate things on evenings. When I first started going out with my girlfriend, I would like have these things, like just these like times where me and my me and my buddies were going to like fucking throw throw the football and drink beer, and my girlfriend would go like. Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hanging out with my buddies. And she was just like, oh, you didn't invite me? I'm like, I didn't think you would want to be there. Oh, I didn't think. And, and then oh, I'm just like, you can oh. come. And then they go like, well, what are you doing? And then I explain and then go, oh, well, I don't want to come. And I'm like, oh, dude, I struck. That strikes a chord with me. So I'm a bad guy. I've, I've been in the exact same boat. Oh. And she's like, well, I want to come. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, you're going to be bored. mosquitoes. You're going to be bored. It's going to be mosquitoes. You got to run around. You got to run around away from those mosquitoes. I, 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 dude, I'm in the same fucking boat, and it's like, I used to party with the guys, like mm-hmm. hard, yeah, like, doing doing MDMA, <laughs> getting fucked up, drinking uh, until six in the morning, like oh, chain smoking weed. We oh, yeah. each bring an ounce of weed, <laughs> each, okay, like that's what we did. And it's like I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah, you don't want to be there. You're gonna be grossed out. You're gonna feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But no, you gotta come. So she shows up, not happy. Stars align. It's perfect. Starts yeah. alive. I, I'm a fucking. Fo- I can tell the future. I can tell the future. Oh, you're mad at me now. Yeah. Let me see your palm. I think you're angry. I think you're angry. Yeah. Um. Right. Re- Disappointed. Mer- yeah. Disgusted. Mercury's in retrograde. It's uh. It's all this shit. Fuck, man. <laughs> it's, there's a reason why it's fucking guy time, yeah. man. Yeah. It's unreal. I, it's also, but like, you got to bring it back. It's that FOMO gene. Because like, we think I, we're the I worst. Have it. We're I the have worst it. with I FOMO. Have I have it. And you know where I don't have it is when people go to clubs, you know? Not at all. I love, I love, I love when people go like, dude, we're all doing this. You should come. And I know. No, I, no. no, no, no. Then they come back and they like, I had a horrible time. <laughs> I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> just give them a hug. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, come on, come on in, buddy. I have a beer for you. Fresh beer. Oh, that makes me so happy. But then when you hear like, oh, dude, you missed something so cool. I'm like, I'm indifferent when it's something I knew I didn't want to do it from the start. I don't care, man. I got to bed early. <sighs> yeah. Got a good night's sleep. Comfortable. We talked about this the other day. What? You know, like, because we're, we're like, obviously, I hate fucking saying we're old because we're in our fucking 20s. We're not old. Early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when we hang out now, it's like. It's not drinking till six in the morning. No, it's like we, our friends like to go home early and just say, "Like, listen, man, I'm, I gotta go, man. I'm tired. I gotta go home. So exhausted. I gotta go home. Exhausted. I'm fucking drained, dude. We've been running around for four hours. I'm fucking done, dude. It's nine p. I gotta get, I gotta work in the morning. You we're know, all, it's like I gotta work out. I gotta take the dog out yeah, tomorrow. It's like fucking, we're all, we all have responsibilities now. That sucks. I, was, I felt a sense of like disappointment in that, but it's also like. Nothing better than getting home early. Dude, Nothing home. better than getting a good night's sleep. Jumping in your bed, you have a little buzz, and you're just like, ah, oh. just to help you fall asleep. Oh yeah, you won't feel it tomorrow. Fantastic. God, can't be beat. I, I, yeah, we were talking about that, and the fact that, like you're upset about it, but then when you get into bed, you're like, this was a really good, such idea. a good idea. <laughs> no oh my idea. god, thank you guys. You text them. <laughs> Look, I love Whoever you. Whoever suggested to go to bed early, I love you. My little babies, I love you. My little babies. F- 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 falling on hard times, though. Am I right, Jake? I can't see my babies. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't see my babies. can't see my babies. It's hard Bad times. God. <laughs> oh, no. What are you talking about? I can't see my babies. Oh, your scaby babies. Yeah. Oh. can't see my friends right now. Yeah, okay. I got it that. is hard times. 
That's what I was Dude, saying. Dude, falling on hard times, man. But don't worry. We're funky as a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place, baby. It's a macho man line, too. It's fucking ridiculous. Because nobody, 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 nobody no, watches wrestling. No one will understand. That's not even and wrestling. you can just, you can yank those and use them as your own. <laughs> and then you sound like the fucking coolest guy ever. I want to go into that, actually. I thought about it as I was winding down in 69. And, um... So I started watching Hip Hop Evolution on uh, Netflix. Jacob has been begging it's me to watch time, it. about time, yeah. dude. And you, they're exploring like the the rap groups in the seventies where they would do um, like those one liners, like <laughs> like show me that you just don't care by putting all your hands in the air. I'm the baddest man that you ever did see, and I rocked the house for the young ladies. Like those little like lines. Yeah. They would have been such good wrestlers. They would have been so good. And I'm sure they could come up with that shit on the... Hey, I just came up with that shit on the fly. But those are like the basic lines. Well, one you stole from a very popular song. Uh, Talk the house full of young ladies. Well, I got and that put one. your hands up in the air. The most used line in every song Listen, ever. Listen, everyone has hands. Everyone cares. The universal line. Yeah. Everybody's got hands. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Uh, they Like, they could just pull those lines out. And all these... Like, they'd be such good wrestlers. They learn the techniques... Because 50% of the business is you got to rock that mic, baby. You got to know it's, how to talk. Yeah, man. And you had these guys, Dusty Rhodes, the best to ever do it. Everyone says Ric Flair was really good. Like, really good. He was he was so charismatic, it was crazy. But Dusty Rhodes was this meatball of a man, son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. Blue gr- blue jeans, Jacob. Grout rock material Wrangler, to a T. Wranglers. And um, he, like, would do these, like, two-line rhymes. Of, and everyone would go ape shit in the crowd, go, bah! like freaking out. So like, if you had these like young rappers from the Bronx and Harlem coming out, I'm sure they would have blown the roof up for sure, taken control of the business, would have crushed it. You just gotta learn how to do a couple of moves in the ring, and then they'll be champions. I feel like a lot of popular wrestlers weren't <laughs> even that good in the ring either no you know no the, be- the best were the best yeah but well, you, obviously you obviously. have those popular wrestlers who were just good on the mic and then <laughs> not good in the ring but man when they had oh you just see that it's when you see charisma flowing off of people and i saw the same charisma so i think this is where the link came off of the same charisma of these guys like doing these rhymes to these full houses on uh these full like clubs like in front of the mic, just dancing and doing these routines, and the same charisma of like Dusty Rhodes winning the world championship belt, of course, and of like course. doing an interview in the backstage, and he's just doing it like I'm winding down with kings and queens, and he's doing all this shit, and you're like, ah, like people losing their minds in the same way because it's hel- it's it's so entertaining, yeah, it's so it's entertaining, like it's coherence, composure, yeah, and like the delivery of mm-hmm. all of it, they're exactly the same between the two, and it's like the originality, yeah. How far you can stretch mm-hmm. you know, just the English language to make it sound fucking cool, you know? To be able to, like, weave in and out, like, have that, have that, um, like, the up and down graph, the sinusoidal graph or whatever. You know what I'm talking the about? The whitest description of yeah. <laughs> flow I've ever heard. But, yeah, flow. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Flow, yeah. The sinusoidal so yeah. wave of the, uh, so you have, the trajectory you of have the... Uh, swag? Is that, what it, is that right? Is that right? Am I... How would I steal your swag? The medial division of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that like, that flowy, water-like... When you're on your upward trajectory of your rap. Okay! <laughs> Glad to be here! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Before you hit the apex of your rhymes, uh... <laughs> 
It's like a fucking Nardwar interview, dude. <laughs> that guy's fucking hilarious. He's hum- crazy. Human serviette. Human, Her- human serviette. The fuck? Nardwar! Guy's <laughs> such a creeper. Yes, Tupac. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We have to know. Um, You're Tupac. We have to know. We have to know. What the fuck? I love that shit when interviewers freak out their guests. It's the best. It's and but he's the best. He's and the real. He's dude, really good. There's at it. nothing better than a good interviewer. And we've talked about this. Sean man. Evans on Sean Hot Evans, Evans on yeah. Hot Ones. Fucking man. Ryan Sickler on the Honeydew. Oh, Ryan Sickler is the man. He's so good at talking to people. He's so good. Nardwar. People love him because he asks real questions and yeah. dives into history. It's Does not just research. generic like, so how'd you come up with this, huh? Where did this talent come from? The yeah. same questions you're, you're fucking rinse and repeating mm-hmm. going from place to place. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they like to actually be sparked and get some inspiration from the questions. Oh, They're like, yeah, be a little bit oh, uncomfortable, okay, you know? You really like my stuff, man. Yeah. You're, you're researching. That's, that's awesome. That's fucking fantastic. It, what is it about that, like... It's it's the joy, it's the surprise factor, yeah, right? Yeah, surprise and just that. like, oh, somebody is putting an effort yeah, into this. It's yeah. not just because they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just Chicago morning radio that's been told, okay, we got this fucking guy coming on, here's his bio. And you get you know, a paragraph to sum up somebody's life, and then they have to fucking pick out information from that. And it's like... Oh, you clearly just did the minimum work. <laughs> the minimum, the bare minimum you had to do. <laughs> you got up in the morning. So at I see you're from that. Duluth. <laughs> yeah, home of the clam, clam. Yeah, <laughs> clam, clam. Is that where you got your inspiration? <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel? How? What do you think of the photographs? <laughs> that is the greatest. You know what I'm talking about when I do that. Um, the Eric Andre shit. Oh, he has the best fucking like skit I've ever seen in a TV show. Like a, of like the those kind of yeah, sure. sketch comedy, whatever. He would go up to random people in parking lots with full camera crews and like people in suits acting as reporters, running up to them and going like, "How do you feel about the allegations? What what are the photographs? Talk to us. Talk to us about a photograph." And then Hannibal Burst would come out as their lawyer. Going like my client is not taking any more questions. Like, the f- and people are like, what the fuck is going on? And he's just like, tell me about the photographs. Like yelling at that. Like, Look at my suit. It's 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 like a forty second video. It's so funny. I thought it was genius. Putting be- that's a good like prank, unsuspecting prank to people. Yeah, I find. absolutely. Like absolutely. all you see all the shit of people like, getting murdered and parking crashes, people freaking out. But um, oh. That- oh. Oh. oh, I hope the mic picked that up because I just shit my pants live on air. That's hot. Hot, hot fart. <laughs> you fart and the smell just makes you <laughs> kick back a little bit. Makes you pause. Just makes you think about life. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry about that. What were we talking about? I don't know. Shit. Farts. farts. Uh, I was. I got hung over farts. this weekend. Me too, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Because, I mean, I guess my tolerance is way down. Because mm-hmm. you and I hung out on Friday night. I had six beers. Maybe. How many, how many did I have? Seven or eight. Yeah. But you drank yours, like, <laughs> fast. Too quick. Fast, fast. You, like, Alana was talking about it. He's like, he had, like, three beers in five minutes. <laughs> and then just kept drinking. Yeah. <laughs> then shotgun to beer. Yeah, you had two beers in two minutes and then shotgun to beer. I was like, oh, my God. You got to catch or, up. And, and I was just, like, on my fourth, but I've been sipping them all night. You know? like, <laughs> I didn't feel good. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm sure. But it's like I woke up the next morning. Six beers. 
Not crazy. No. Not crazy. The way I equivalent, like, two beers is one drink, right? Yeah. Three drinks. Not crazy. No. Not cra- And I felt like shit. And I was farting oh, all morning. It's the volume. It's the oh, sheer man. volume. It's just like my tummy was, blah. my head was hurting because I yeah. slept like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got the spins when it, before I went to bed. I'm like, oh, what is no. wrong with me, dude? Oh, no. What I got to get back in the game. <laughs> yeah? I got to get fucked up more so this doesn't happen. <laughs> Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Smoking like little fucking pinner joints. Darts. You know? <laughs> fucking like, darts. Oh, my God. Like sad, sad little... Shit you used to make fun of. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Little pinners. <Yeah. laughs> That's the best, though. When somebody comes up at a party, they're like, I got to join the... What the fuck is that? All right, I'll smoke this, but I won't like it. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit, man? Yeah. Come on. I have... Little zigzags without filters. Ew. You ever see Joey Diaz roll a joint? Yeah, no filter at all. Sad, nothing. sad. It's little, dude, he likes to eat his little weed. number. <laughs> smoke this little number. God, I don't get it. Like, what do you like? You just smoke through the weed. It's like a cigar. It's crazy. People are insane. Blows my mind. I don't get that. How does? Anyways, doesn't matter. (laughs) Too many questions. Doesn't matter. Speaking of being hungover, I like um, that same night. I woke up and I thought I was gonna puke. Puke. And I didn't, but I thought of a very good question, an excellent question, and I know it's gonna be very polarizing to all the viewers. Tell the young ladies out there, and um, that's what we try and do. A common theme when puke comes into the discussion is just like eating it. If you had to eat puke, you know, like if like thinking. I about wouldn't like, say common, but sure. It's it's a thought process yeah, for me yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, how much would I have to be paid to eat the vomit? What's in the vomit? I think that's a very important question. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had to eat a bowl of vomit, a bowl of vomit. Yeah. But you get to choose what the person ate before. Water. You can't choose water. You can't choose That's water. Be food. Yeah, food. Okay. So, <laughs> I'll I'll take you I'll take you down the my my path of thinking here, right? <laughs> it's just thinking about right? it. No, no, but just <laughs> just hear me out. Just hear me out. You got to rule out one thing immediately. It's milk. meat. And meat. Yeah. And meat, milk. And, and milk. <laughs> yeah, both. Okay. I don't want any of those. No, no, cuz like listen, when you're puking, it's it's <sighs> not digested yet, right? Like half half. We're doing Yeah, doing I don't want to eat other people's meat that's been in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Milk is the same. Cause that shit sours oh, in your tummy. Oh. Mixing with your acid, mixing with that battery acid. That's not going down nicely. <laughs> okay, I feel like fruits are also a no go. Yeah. You're mixing sugar with sour. I originally thought of fruits. I think I vegetables. Like, oh, I truly oh. think vegetables. Veggies? Yeah. Like onions? Because they're already... What about garlic and onions? Yeah, it's disgusting, right? But I Ugh. think it's... Like, with that... Your your soup base, right? Yeah. Your broth. Yeah. Which is the bile. Ah! I think it blends best with vegetables. I, w- I thought of like going down the sweet route. I don't think sweet like, is good. Like I don't. I think like, you're gonna have too much of a contrast. You think like chocolate and bile won't be good? No, no, no. Oh, because I, th- it's because ah! think of how vinegary, acidic, acidic it your is throw so up ac- is. Acidic. You and have with sweet notes in there. You're you're that's that's a palate that that's like. Listen, you've seen ratatouille. That's the grape with the cheese going on in your mouth. <laughs> So true. You're getting harmony. You, you, want, you want one flavor, yeah, which is yellow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the flavor. It sucks. It's uh, awful, uh, but it's only one. Okay. Your brain doesn't have to process more than one thing. Is what I'm saying. I think I got it. Okay. They have a tall glass of lemonade. 
Yeah, that's the liquid. Yeah, okay. liquid. Okay, with <laughs> ants on a log. <sighs> cheese whiz or peanut butter? Pea butter. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Not you prefer cheese whiz? Yeah. What? I'm kidding. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, peanut butter is pretty rough, man. Dude, have, pe- have you ever puked up like sludgy, like thick? Shit. I I when the butter chicken puts Spit in it out. the butter chicken puts <laughs> yeah. in story, the 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 cheese and like curry sauce. Formed into a consistency similar to peanut butter. Yeah. And all I can equate it to, the feeling, is if I was Ron Weasley in Harry Potter and you know he's puking up slugs, the slugs. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it felt Looks like. horrible. Ah! <laughs> like, it looked like I was shitting out of my mouth. That's all it was. I was, I was pooing out of my we, mouth. We've all been there. That yeah. food poisoning throw up is, is next level. When you, You're like, I didn't eat this much food. How is there this no. problem? Who ate for me? <laughs> <laughs> Who ate yeah, that? Exactly. Dude, the craziest thing, I will say it till the day I die. I drank a blue Gatorade, came out green. <laughs> it was wild. I was freaking out. Oh, man. It's the color blending, dude. They it, teach you it in elementary school. Yeah, man. You got the, you got the blue. You got the green. It's in nature. It's in nature. You got the, you got the clock. <laughs> Hot dog. Oh, can't do that anymore. What? Uh, the the whole um. There was the anti. Uh, isn't that the big thing now? The the Asian racism, anti Asian racism. What did I do? That was no, it was me. Because oh. <laughs> I thought you were doing like a like a stereotypical like karate. Like, no, <laughs> no. Whatever. You can't do a bunch of shit now. Who cares? What I I was looking at. Why don't you guys just do a podcast for us? Huh? <laughs> We can't do anything anymore, right? Why don't, why don't you guys just do I it? Was, I, I watched a Black Lives Matter march the other day, and I was looking at all the white people there, okay? And if you look at the white people at a Black Lives Matter march, they're all, like, looking around, kind of, like, going, like, can we say it now? Like, is this what it means? Can we... Are we allowed to say it? Like, they're going for the clout. <laughs> they just really... they, But, like, on a respectful level, you know? Of course. Because you know how that's how, like, um, like, gen- like... What when certain black people j- greet themselves, they use that word, and so the white people just want to go like, "Can I say it now?" That's what all the white people at Black Lives Matter march look like. They're just like, "Oh yeah, this I'm getting in, I'm getting in. Here we go, I'm here for that." I'm like, "Oh my god, it's look at look at up." I don't know. That's the what I got from it. I thought it was so funny. Like they're all just like, like staring, like ah, ah, got that crazy look in their eye, like. When it's not passion. It's not passion. Because you see, like, the... They the just like BET, you know? <laughs> They're a huge fan of Big Mama's They, like, house. sway in the morning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they want to be on the Breakfast Club more than anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. <sighs> so, wait. You didn't answer the puke question. I said vegetables. Vegetables. You want me to be, like, more... You want me to choose a I, food? Okay, I need you to choose three vegetables with that meal. Like... Broccoli. I knew you were going to say that. I hate it. I hate that answer. Broccoli, Fuck. carrots, and Brussels sprouts. Oh. It's like a soup. You know when you get hot and sour soup? The broth is kind of... look like that. No, no, but just hear me out. I know it's disgusting. I know it's disgusting. But I, I was listening to this sommelier explain wine the other day. Mm. And he was talking about white wines. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about... Sauvignon Blanc, particularly, he's pouring it out, and he's like, "People, which is are, white? It's a white wine. Like it's a, a white, it's like a fruity white wine. Okay. You get it from the New Zealand, California. Okay, um, it's like in a grassier region. 
It's a particular grape. That's why all wines are named the way they are. Yeah. It's like the blend. It's it's like um, they're processing it's like whiskeys, they're made. You know, yeah. they call it rye because it's 50% rye. Bourbon, it's the exact same yeah. blend. It has to be 75% Sauvignon Blanc grape. Doesn't matter. He's pouring it out and he's like, a lot of people are going to get mad at this, but like in the sommelier world, what uh-huh. we describe, like the, the notes is coming through here are cat pee. Really? Yeah. And he's like, and it's not a bad thing. You, it's not, I swear to God, people get turned off by it and they're right. mad. But it's like, that's how we describe, it's got that exact, like that Punch power you in the nose, yeah. like in the, and it's like with hot and sour soup, mm-hmm. it's got that tinge of vomit in it. I'm not kidding. That that broth has got that acidic. It does that, that feeling, the feeling after you vomit. And what's in yeah. there? Bok choy, tofu, fucking, I swear there's carrots and onions in there. Yeah. That blend well with that acidic thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying vegetables. I wow. immediately my head went to hot and sour soup. That is that. What a breakdown, dude. That should be like a thesis. That was amazing. Wow. Um, have you seen um when Somalia, when they make their own wine, people who make their own wine at their vineyards, they take like the residue off the wine barrels. You make sherry with that. Yeah, and then like some people I've seen like put it on toast and eat it. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like kind of like a jelly. And they're just like, some people hate this shit, but I love it. Like, this is what I'd love. I think it was on Fuck That's Delicious that where I saw it. That sounds sounds about right, man. Yeah. Or I think it, you make port wine with it, too. I, I can't exactly. I can't remember. I'm not a wine guy. I'm not a wino. But it's like, it's super, super valuable. Because that, yeah. that's hard to make. That's over years of using the same barrels. And like mm-hmm. people will use those barrels to make a fancier wine. Oh, or yeah, a man. more expensive wine that's more potent because there's more fermentation in it. Mm-hmm. Wild shit. Old whiskey barrels are like cool. I'm man. so into like fucking like booze, dude. Yeah, and it's like I just like how it's ma- like vodka and shit. I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. Whiskey's like I I hate whiskey with my with a burning passion. Mm-hmm. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I like scotch because it's got that like smokiness in it. But just like whiskey's like fucking Jameson and Jack Wild Daniels. Turkey and Jack Daniels yeah. and bourbon and fucking rye, I can't stand them. I find so, them so disgusting. Thing. So disgusting. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll do shots of them. Don't get me wrong. I, you know me, you me I. Um, I'm so interested in that process. Sorry, dude, that's what I was. Well, going. Uh, yeah. To go off of that, I, it's it's like it's almost like everyone who's you see making it in like a show a video or whatever is passionate about yes it. They're very passionate they're they're it's like it's like an art form to them when it, it almost feels like that because I think a clot not to get philosophical but like uh, in order for it to be art the person creating it has to be passionate of course. I think that is the thing of course it could be a chair a shoe a TV show a painting whiskey and these guys these people they're making it and they're just like this is like I get this from here, cause it, and then they explain it. It's like a math formula. It's like I'm getting this from here because there's these certain things that I want. Then there's these ingredients from here, and I get this tech from here, and I'm building, starting my garage because I want to try it. Then it de- evolved, and you're just like, you see, like the fire in their eyes talking about it. They could talk all day about that one. Yeah, thing, right? and they like pour it out, and they they're looking at there's it. The story proud. behind it. It's not just whiskey anymore. Yeah. It's like now I understand the process, the mm-hmm. story behind the yeah. history. You know, we had these fucking barrels since before Prohibition. Uh-huh. You know, it's like... It's crazy. We continued to make it throughout Prohibition, but we didn't sell it. You know, it's like, so we could keep making it, keep storing it. You know, it's like... And you have We that- lost tons of money, but now this whiskey's worth a fucking shit ton of money. You know? They have that fire in their eyes. I feel like that's... I just popped into my head, but like that that's what art is. hundred percent. Someone who has fire in their eyes and they're ready to do something. You they're can, creating. You can... 
you can see the passion and stuff when it's written when it's yeah. and that's like when I when I criticize pop music now it's not cuz I dislike it. I truly enjoy pop music. Mm-hmm. It's just like some tunes you can you can see through the bullshit. You know, like Katy yeah. Perry having nine nine songwriters. Oh my How god. How is that like one person's dream coming to fruition? You know, that's a fucking group at a label getting together and saying, "Okay, we need a hit single." What are Let's, the best what things? Are the, what are the four chords we're going to use? Yeah. What are the ingredients? Oh, one, six, two, five, and every fucking song ever, you know? Oh, one, four, five. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. One, four, six, five. The same chords are used throughout every, and they're <laughs> like, okay, pick a key. Let's put some generic lyrics in. That's I can read that. I can see that. Yeah. I can hear it, and there's mm-hmm. no passion or life in it. But when something original comes around, you're just like, whoa, this is fucking great. Yeah. I, I love it. And it's like you can hear it. You can feel the passion in it. Mm-hmm. And I know that's super cheesy and lame, but it's. No, but it's true. It's it's. I had that like realization now where you're you see that it's just you see the caring, the amount of weight this puts on people yeah. in the sense that they like this is where all my energy is going. Like, this is all I care about. This is all I want to do. And I love it. And then they put it. You see, you see it in more people need it. It makes you less yeah. boring, right? You see it in film directors. Yeah. You see it in comedians when they're they're bringing out those jokes that you're just like, holy shit! And you hear them talk about it too. It's when you have a conversation about That's what, what I mean. It makes you less boring. It yeah. gives you something to get fired up about. I feel mm-hmm. like the most boring people in the world are people that don't have a hobby or a passion or anything they do outside their jobs. Mm-hmm. I loathe people like that. I yeah. really do. Getting stuck with people that all they want to do is talk about their work. It's like, ugh. Mm-mm. Hey, dude, we're friends to get away from this together, to enjoy each other's time and company. And always those people, even if you don't like what they're doing, yeah. are people with passions that can express that to you. And people that ask questions about the passions to get them going and Most to get definitely. them riled up. You're you know? 100% right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. I love that shit. I love seeing people get fired up. It's great. It's awesome. It's great. Let's talk about Miles Davis, man. Uh, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) Did you do your research, uh, Miles Davis, today? Uh, (laughs) No. Uh, Sir, my dog ate my butt. (laughs) Dog ate my homework. I actually had a story of my rabbit eating my homework, so. And I handed it in. <laughs> it was like, well, we had Shoot a rabbit. Up. Yeah. Quigley. Shout out to Quigley. And I told my teacher, I was like, my rabbit ate my homework. And she was like, that's the shittiest excuse I've ever heard. And then I was like, look. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. Alex, did you eat your homework to <laughs> paper all of my face? No. No. Kids eating glue and shit. Wouldn't be surprised if they ate Kids paper. Awful. But Kids. let's talk about someone who has the most passion in the world. Are we going there? Yeah, we're going there. We're doing it. Starting. So we're we got everybody at the time. So we're doing a new segment on this show, as we discussed. For once, we're sticking to something we talked about. <laughs> And uh, what we're going to start doing is doing a little bit of a deep dive on some artists' life, mm-hmm. you know, their journey to stardom and our favorite songs by them and why we think you should check them out. Facts about them. And, you know, we're going to start with somebody we've been jerking off lately, and that's our boy Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Shout out to him. Thanks for coming in, Stevie. It's a pleasure. I mean, uh, it's he's well known. His songs are extremely popular. Household name. This guy has been making music for 40 fucking years. Everyone knows him, but I feel like no one knows his songs. I disagree entirely. But 
I just don't think people understand the the prowess and the and the. That's what I meant. In his, his catalog is. I'm talking about his character. I think is is what's his songs are extremely popular. No, right? I understand that, but in a sense, like he has eighteen or twenty five albums more. Yeah. So I and I feel like people know five songs by him. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. That's all I meant. I hear you, man. I'm the Stevie in house Stevie Wonder expert. So. Um, but I mean, a hundred million records worldwide. 22 so Grammys. Not that Grammys Madonna's matter. Madonna's the same way, but I don't know any Madonna songs. Sure you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. Like a Virgin. Don't, never heard of it. Never heard it. Material Girl. Never heard it. All right. Well, we're going to explore it. <laughs> we're going to explore it. Madonna's a good person we should look at, too. Yeah, because, I mean, Like a Virgin. Guess who produced that? Stevie Wonder. Nile Rodgers. Oh, the man. The man. Another guy we're going to dive into. doesn't matter. Anyways, we'll start with Stevie. Whoa! So, I mean, do you have anything you want to... I went fucking nuts. I did, uh... I, I, you, I think you went more harder, harder in the paint than I did. So, you start us off, and then I'll interject. Yeah, you okay? can, you can add whatever you want to add. Yeah, yeah okay? I'm here to so, learn, baby. So, Stevie was born Stevland Hardaway Junkins. <laughs> born in Michigan. And he was born six weeks premature, mm-hmm. which is why he was blind. Yeah. Yeah, this weird corneal thing that happens because of a lack of oxygen when you're born premature and it's like develops cataracts huh exactly so you're, you're he's blind for life he's he's born blind essentially he started playing instruments at a young age yeah i i forgot to tell you i wanted to do this but not mention that he's blind the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i I, for, I forgot to text you i was like that'd be so funny if we just don't talk about how blind the, he is literally the first thing i said <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, started playing instruments at a young age how old seven it doesn't mention, but I imagine like extremely young, because I'm gonna say that he he's 11 years old when his first album comes out. What the fuck? So I mean, to get to that level of playing, you have to play for at least a few years, you know. So I'm gonna we're gonna say between five and seven, he's picking up piano, percussion, whatever else. And he's a prodigy, huh? Yeah. So he's playing in the choir. He's singing. He does everything, mm-hmm. you know. So he plays a song to he he, he writes a song. At his young age, at eleven, and right. he plays it to Ronnie White, who's in the band called The Miracles. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, "What the fuck? This kid is fucking eleven years old." Wild. Tune. So he's like, "No, no, no, come with me." And he goes to fucking Motown Records, huge, huge record label at the time. At Aretha the time. Franklin, yeah, yeah. Otis Redding, you know, fucking who? Ray Marvin, Charles. Marvin Gaye. Ray Charles was there too. Yeah, yep. but dude, they're all on fucking Motown. They're huge, 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 huge. Um, brings them to the CEO. Uh, Barry Gordy, mm-hmm. and they sign him. They're like, this kid's a fucking prodigy. But because he's so young, they take his residuals, they put it in a trust that he only yeah. gets when he's 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He gets 250 a week, which is like 25 bucks in today's money back then. Imagine being a five-year-old kid doing that, though, or 11-year-old kid and yeah. doing that. That's crazy shit. 25 bucks a week, and they gave him a a tutor, a private tutor to go along with him when he's, tutor, uh, when he's touring and shit and playing live dates. So that was part of his contract that yeah. he signs. So he joins Motown Records at 11. Mm-hmm. Sorry, And at 12, he releases his first. He releases a couple records. But at 12 years old, he releases his first number one record. He had a number one record when oh, he yeah. was 12? Oh, yeah. The 12-year-old genius, Stevie Wonder. That goes number one. <laughs> what the fuck? That's, that's insane. That He's crazy. That's wild. It's insane. So the label saw his potential and allowed him to write his own songs which was more freedom than most were given. So I'm just going to go on a little side tangent here. The way it worked back then is labels had hired songwriters, which they paid a weekly whatever amount. And they had producers and bands all on the label. They don't do this anymore. 
And every artist signed with these labels had to work with these songwriters. Okay. Because they knew, like, they, they were hired for a reason. They can produce hits. They, right, they're, right. They're competent songwriters. They're not relying on the artist to come up with the shit. Yeah. So if hired label songwriters wrote the tunes, depending on their contracts with the label, residual songwriting and publishing payments go back to the label. So they uh, want people to use their label songwriters because they're going to get publishing on it. Yeah. The more money comes back to... To the to, label. To the label. They, they want to keep everything of, in-house yeah. so they don't have to fucking pay everybody. Of course. You know, which makes sense. It's a, it's a business at the end of the day. So they're allowing him to write his own tunes throughout the years, and mm-hmm. they're seeing him grow and grow as a songwriter. And so his contract in 1970 ends with Motown, and he has to re-sign. He's like looking at other labels, but yeah. he negotiates with them, and he re-signs with Motown. But he wanted complete creative control yeah. over his albums. Motown saw his potential as genius and gave him a new contract, which set an unprecedented 14% residual rate, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was more than most people got back then. Right. He got annual payments outside of his residuals. And he's under 21. He's still going into that yeah, trust. Yeah, and payment guarantees. But yeah. like he's he's made sign seal delivered by, at this point. Yeah. Before hitting 20. <laughs> Which is a crazy. It's a it's a fucking amazing song, you know. He's had twelve albums, studio albums so far, or like a, a ten. Like what the fuck, this guy, man. So he hires new producers, Margolith and Cecil. He's got new instruments. Mm-hmm. He's got complete creative control. He can do what he wants. He yeah. likes these guys because they're pioneering these new sounds. These new, he just wants a more modern kind of approach to shit. Mm-hmm. He's got new intru- uh, instrument synthesizers. Uh. Fender Rhodes, he, he, clavinets. He was like a pioneer of the synth. Yeah, he, he for sure brought that into the mainstream when it came to pop music. That's what when, I, when starts, I was doing my research. He's not working with studio bands anymore. He's doing everything himself. Yeah, because he realizes he can. He's playing all the percussion. He's, he's an excellent drummer. Yeah, he an knows. Excellent drummer. He, he he's just got that. It's it's that piano mind going into that drum style. Yeah, like it's it's that um. What's it called? What in a jazz uh, ensemble? Like they're both like rhythm based rhythm section. Yeah, yeah. rhythm based instruments. So that like it obviously translates into that and he's just he's like a mind blowing piano player, but you'd never expect a blind guy to play drums. What? <laughs> drums and keys and, and bass. He's good at it. I'm good at all of it. Good at all of it. So starting with this new direction, these new producers, these new instruments. Mm-hmm. Creates what is known as Stevie Wonder's classic, classic period. period. Yeah, so dude. he's got five albums between seventy-one and seventy-six. Yeah, that are just fun. Seventy-two and seventy-six matches. Like just putting out five albums in that amount of time is mm-hmm. unfathomable. He didn't release an album for a year in that. Period. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, it's fucking insane. So nineteen seventy-two gives us the first album in there, which is Music of My Mind. It wasn't a smash hit. But the experiment, the experimentation on it, you hear the new synth sounds. Yeah, they set the stage for new, new albums to come. Now we're not going to play every tune on every album because this could take hours. Yeah, if we did it for each artist. But I'm going to play a couple to- a couple tunes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not my favorite record. It's it's good, and like I said, it just sets the expectations of what's coming up. You yeah, know, he's, he's you hear new synth sounds. He's doing he's producing his own stuff. He's splitting shit left to right. Like it's go. He's going insane with it. He he like. Four out of those five albums, too, in that period are on the Rolling Stone Top 500 list. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Dude. Like, on the... What's it called? The... Hey, well, we're getting there. We're getting there. What? We're getting there. What? I have the number, though. What do you mean? 
on the Rolling Stone 500. Yeah, but I'm going through the albums, so you can list where they are when I bring them up. You just listed one. <laughs> that music of my mind yes, is on there. Yes, 248. Really? Yes. <laughs> There's like four better albums, so I find I'm that not, hard to I'm believe. Not, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just reading you the number. Anyway, <laughs> six months later, Talking Book is released. Oh, wait, better album in my That's opinion. That's number 59. There you go. So that one's nominated for five Grammys. Mm-hmm. Takes three of them. It's got You Are the Sunshine of My Life. That's a really good song. Superstition. That's a really good song. Which is written with Jeff Beck. You know, Stevie Wonder's on drums. Mm-hmm. People don't fucking know that. Also, the cover arts for these albums are amazing. Which one is him like in the sand, though? That's Talking Book. Yeah. Here it is. He's got those drugs. That's Stevie on drums. Blind guy. I still can't believe that. This blind fella. Yes, it's an overplayed song. But listen to it. It's all Stevie. The groove of the key. Very and we all know he's a good singer, you know? It's like fucking wild. Fucking crazy. Absolutely wild. And I mean, uh, the two singles that are released off this album chart, like they top the Billboard Hot 100. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, Stevie's running the world now. That's what's happening. The man. That's what's happening. He gets even crazier. This is like, there's six months between these two hit albums, Mm -hmm. you know? And then next year brings Inner Visions. Yeah. Number 23 on that, uh, on. Top 500 albums. I bet. And he's 23 years old at the time. Yeah. So just fucking think about 23 years old. He's he's younger than I am. Mm-hmm. He's already put out fucking 18 albums, you know? And you know what helped him through this time is he finally got the residuals from those earlier albums now. He's finally has access to that trust right. when he was 21. Right. So right, he's right. financially comfortable. So he could do whatever he wants now. Yeah, that was a big factor in his like developing that thing. He's like, I can hire whoever I want now. Yeah, I could do what I want. And his new contract gives him money up front. Yeah, for the year, he works with whatever producers he wants that want to work with Stevie, that want to push him. Yeah, that want to fucking explore these new realms that are creating hit songs. Mm-hmm. You know, guy's smart. So Intervisions brings like more mature songwriting. He's exploring political issues, race, racial issues. Higher ground. Higher ground. Fucking living for the city. Yeah. Too high. Mm-hmm. He's talking about drug addiction. He's talking about, you know, fucking how hard it is to live in the ghetto and escape the ghetto the and police brutality. And, and yeah. It's an expansion of this exploration, you know? And it's produ- like, if I had to pick a Stevie Wonder album, it's, it's either this one or Songs in the Key of Life, right? Yeah, Songs in the Key of Life. This, this album <laughs> is... Phenomenal. Front to back, it's. I mean, we've played we've played the tunes on on this fucking podcast before because we love them. But I mean, just like, which one are you playing? Yeah, baby. A boy's born in hot damn Mississippi, surrounded by four walls that inspired the message. By, His uh, parents give Grandmaster Flash. him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough for the city. Yeah. 
could listen to that. That for groove. Years. <laughs> the pocket is so fucking deep. I don't know what that you're, means. You're losing your change. The pocket is... <laughs> you're losing your change. Just the groove. It's like, it's it fits in perfectly. There's okay. No, it's just like a rhythmic term that's used to describe like this little bit of a fucking... You're in the fucking... Where the music's... Pun- it's not a straight like, one, <laughs> two, three, four, one, two. It's a... Yeah. Your, feel, your body feels the pocket. Okay. It fe- it's a groove. It's that it's, it's that this, rhythm feeling. Yeah, yeah, and it's a feeling. It's not a rhythmic explore. Like it's not a, a definitive thing. Yeah, it's just what you you could feel the groove in these tunes, man. Mm-hmm. And he's got it all. He's playing the drums. He's playing all the instruments on this fucking album. All of them. Every single one. All of them. <laughs> I don't think he plays guitar. I'll do it myself. Thank you. He's doing everything. <laughs> Fuck. Three days after this release of Living in the City, or fucking sorry, Inner Visions. He's the passenger. He's in the passenger seat of a car, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and intrigued. Dude, he wasn't fucking taking us, man. No wonder he fucking crashed his car. He's driving. Who let him drive his fucking car? They found out later that Stevie Wonder, who is legally blind, was behind the wheel. <laughs> and in true horror movie fashion, uh, a log truck was in front of them who hit slammed on the brakes. Their car smashed into theirs, and a log went through the windshield into Stevie Wonder's brain. Hit him right in the fucking forehead. Yeah. Apparently his he- his head swells up to five times its normal size. He's got a brain contusion. He's in a coma for four days. Mm-hmm. Three days after his fucking smash album hits and it's dominating the charts. He's supposed to go on tour. <laughs> so, I mean, this shifted his perspective, changed his mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt as though he had a second chance of life. He's more spiritual. He's closer to God. He's saying everything happens for a reason. He's like a, a white mom. At yeah. this point, live, laugh, love. He, he understands everything. Every, you know, everything. I, I tell myself, karma's real, and everything happens for a reason. That's what I say. That's what I say. He's gonna get his. You know, that's every white mom ever. Um, so at the time when he's in that coma, Paul Simon won Grammy of the uh, Record of the Year. Yeah, 1975. Yeah. And he was. Just that's like, actually later, but is it not? Is it's oh, later, I thought it was because he puts out an album after his. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It's, it's 1975. It comes out after his next album, which happens after his crash. But yes, I I, yeah, I like your yeah. story. I have it written down here. Okay, but yeah. Well, well, no, it's fine. Go. I mean, go for it. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter. It's I'm like, just saying in the timeline, it's it's. Yeah. Well, like he he doesn't release an album for a certain amount of time because he took a break for songs in the key of life to produce her bigger and and double album. Yeah. And so Paul Simon wins record of the year, and he goes like, "Thank you, Stevie Wonder, for sitting out for not for like, not putting out an album yeah. this year." And then fucking a go. Short timeline later, he releases a fucking album that's considered one of the best ever, number four on the 500 list. It's like an essential rec- like listen, a listen. Songs to the Key of Life. You need to listen to it because it's considered. It's nothing. Nothing had ever been done like it before. It was unique. It was new, and it's it has how many songs on it? Twenty five. It's got. It's a double album, like you said, and it's him talking about everything like going it's politically driven but also like emotionally driven too there's so much passion in this work we talk about passion all the time on this podcast the passion pod podcast the pp and it's like you hear some of these songs on it like black man for example on this album is like holy shit it's so powerful and like you got he's got like kids involved in it and then you got like as for a song it's crazy pastime paradise and um it's oh Sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even before that, 
So his his perspective changes. He feels he feels as though he's got a second chance of life. He's scared to try music again, mm-hmm. but somebody brings him a clavinet in the hospital. He starts playing, and they're like, "Okay, he still fucking got it. He still got it. That's still there." Mm-hmm. You know, he has this big scare, and but a year later releases fulfilling this his fu- first finale, mm-hmm. which is seventy four. A year after, Inner Visions. Yeah, he doesn't take a break. That's not where the break lies. He puts an album out even after his fucking brain injury, a serious brain injury, mm-hmm. which would scare most people away. But it's got fucking more hits. Boogie on Reggae Woman. That's one I haven't listened to. This, yeah, uh, this it, he album. wins a few more Grammys. And then 1975, he takes a break. That's when Paul Simon wins. Mm-hmm. 76, brings songs of the key of life. It's, he's pursuing like lyrical ideas of love, God, music, childhood, parenthood. He's a father now. Politics. It covers everything. And mm-hmm. it's produced on his own. He drops the other p- two producers that he's been working nah, with. Fuck you. I'll do I'll do like, I, can, I can, But I think he's just got the, the practice at this point and he, knows what to he do. sees everything in his brain. He's like, I can do it all. I know what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I can do it by myself. It gets introduced to the Library of Congress. It's just such a seminal album. You know, against all odds, this, is, this album is the peak of this mountain that he's been climbing. Yeah. Throughout his exploration of sound and whatever and he's just producing these songs that are too fucking good. As you said, you know, we've got as... You know, isn't she lovely? Yeah, that's Sir Duke. Sir Duke. <laughs> it's cheesy, but I mean, it's and that's bringing that up. It's like because what we wanted to do with this segment is just express, you know, what are his better albums, what are his better tunes, mm-hmm. and I think we can both agree, and I think everybody agrees that we're not arguing. It's songs in the key of life is 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 perfect, uh, and Inner Visions I I would say is the second best. Listen yeah. to those albums. And what we were going to do is talk about the shitty songs, too, and shitty albums. And <laughs> I, Like, the thing about Stevie Wonder is, yeah, they're shittier albums. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 definitely. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the times, he's not playing his own music. He's uh, also too much. He's doing covers. He's got a billion albums. But, uh, like I said, it's never done badly. No. He plays at a phenomenal level. He sings at a phenomenal level. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be bad. It's just what I fucking blame him a lot of his stuff I can't listen to because it's cheesy. Right. It's just lame, dude. Ballad-y I just called to of. say I love you. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Woman with, in Red. With Paul McCartney. Yeah, Woman in Red. Yeah. yeah. Brutal! Won an Oscar even, for it. Even Sign Sealed Deliver. It's like, ha. <laughs> I, I mean, love Sign Sealed Deliver. It's like, it's, it's like, it's fine. It's upbeat. It's happy. It's positive. It's, but it's Jackson like, 5. It's fucking cheesy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I wanted to say about this. It's like, there's no bad stevie it's just cheesy and you like listen to his albums more recently i feel like this happens with all artists though it's like you get more out of touch with the pop culture scene you're gonna put out shit that's not really relevant you know his 2005 album a time to love it's like (laughs) it's not it's not great it's still stevie he's still great man it's just like how old was he when he released that because he's what 72 now sounds about right old as shit you know 2015 years ago so He's, he's fucking sick, like 60, late 50s. Yeah. You're, you're just a bit out of touch at that point. You're mm-hmm. not in the center of the scene anymore. You're not surrounded by the press. And it's a Paul McCartney You're not, you're not involved in culture anymore. You're, you're relevant, mm-hmm. and you're still putting out content, which is fine. Nobody's taking yeah. that away from me. And he's probably doing it all out of his own pocket at this point. <sighs> but it's like, it's just not as good as it was when you're struggling, and you're, mm-hmm. you, it's all you do, and it's all you're focused on. And, like, people don't talk about this, but he's putting out all these albums. He's also playing live, and touring constantly. And he's blind. He's, 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 a, blind. Side, he's a side man on yeah. albums. He's, play, he's featuring on albums. Mm-hmm. And he's still what? putting out all what? these albums all the time, dude. What? It's fucking nuts. So, and he's blind. Listen, <laughs> I mean, we played this last week or 
two weeks ago. Fuck yeah, man. This He's also so the good. center of, you know, hip-hop samples. Multiple yeah. songs have used Stevie songs. Uh, as their fucking sample. Sample, inspiration, like... Everything. This bass line. I wish. He's playing drums. Perfect. Perfect. It's all in, all up here. All in his. I do it his all. Blind brain. I do it his all. blind brain. I, I feel like I brought this up with Jacob before. Why don't people talk about how blind Stevie Wonder is? I don't like it. They, they do. They don't, they do. though. They, they don't. Just, I feel like you they think don't. Stevie Wonder is way more underground than he is. And it's not No the one case. talks about it. Not the case. No one. Ta- you know why? Everyone no one talks our about age, him. No one our age yes, talks about yes, Stevie yes, Wonder. Yes, That's true. That's, that's why. True. I'm surrounded by these fools who don't talk about how blind Stevie Wonder is. Everyone talks about Ray Charles being blind. Did you know he was blind and he played the piano? Stevie Wonder did everything. And he was blind, guys. He was driving a car. And he got hit by, <laughs> he got hit by a truck. It's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Christ. This guy ended up in a coma because they let him behind the wheel. They're like, this guy. Do everything in the this guy can thing. do everything. This guy can drive if you <laughs> want him to. This guy can do everything. Hey, listen. He went from he went from Michigan. He got from Michigan to Nebraska, and then he got hit by the. Later truck. on in life, he's a he's certified fighter pilot. Yeah, <laughs> it says so right here. Served yeah. two tours in the Vietnam War yeah. as a fighter pilot. He did horrible things. He created the world's first hearing aid. He uh, <laughs> he invented the X-ray. He invented. <laughs> Fucking this guy. Also, this guy was banging Mary Curie. You yeah, know, yeah. He beat Beth Harmon in a fucking chess match. This guy can do anything. Fuck. No one talks about how blind he is, and yet he's doing all this shit. Oh yeah, I casually released twenty-five albums. More. More. Like eighty 40, million. Like forty. Eighty, like 40. 80, mil- 80 millions uh, albums a year. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure songs of the key of life sold ten million. That sounds right. Ten million on, right. on one album. Yeah. I always think about like albums that have sold. Like that much, bands wish they could sell half that, half that in all their discography. Yet one album is released, and everyone goes like, "Holy shit! I need this." A a fraction of the population, a high fraction, needs to buy that album. Yeah. What the fuck? Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, think about the coordination. Shit, man. And like, what? Ten of his albums have gone. Like how many of them gone platinum? Like it's, it blows my Probably mind. Probably a good handful. I'd say five of them. God damn it! You know, I found out Herbie Hancock does the Rhodes on on As. The Rhodes? What's that? Like the electric piano. Wow. <laughs> damn. It's it. like his. It's her. It's um like it's Herbie's signature sound as well. But I'd say it's also Stevie's signature piano. It's when you hear that electric piano tune. <laughs> we'll, we'll play As real quickly. <laughs> Yeah, the cloudy sounding one. Sesame Street. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I felt that um if um isn't if uh Sesame Street were to release a song it'd be Isn't She Lovely. I was listening yeah. to that song oh my God. with the harmonica there. <laughs> Just that oh yeah, and it's so positive. I feel like Stevie Wonder is also the most positive person if you ever. Yeah, met him. I mean, listen, like you have to be. Mm-hmm. 
You have to be. You're putting out music as yeah. this fucking blind guy. Yeah. You're like, what else can I do? Like, like this is this is my life. This is what I can yeah. give to you. This is my gift. He's, he's he's so smart. He touched every genre too. He did yeah. everything. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Did everything before the age of thirty. You this know? is a guy who you look at and you just like, why, why? You know the ner- the class nerd. Everyone hates the class nerd. Yeah. In life, if everyone is in a classroom, everyone looked at Stevie Wonder and go like, why, 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 why are you this good yeah. at what I hate? <laughs> and have you seen that video of him and Bill Withers? No. Be- before Bill Withers died, no. it was it was awesome. He played at Aretha Franklin's funeral. He's uh, he's all over the place, I and everybody him. loves him. He's yeah. in the. Si- but I like, hate a blind guy. They <laughs> call like they call that his classic period because I mean his output drops tremendously after that, and I think he just yeah. like, listen, I want to live my life now too. It's like I'm not fucking stuck here all the time. He's doing him. a lot more live performances, you know. Like, like he was once, also generous too. Huh? Yeah, once you once you fucking hit this level, it's like go do what you want to do. You know, you're not forced to do anything anymore. Signs a seven album. Seven year deal with Motown that gives him thirty seven million dollars guaranteed. You know, it's like so that's at like the time athlete contracts. Fucking crazy with full Bang. artistic control. Bang. Which didn't happen. You know, it, it, it he set of. the precedent. He set the precedent. And then it eventually, like, you know, all artists start asking for that because that's like Stevie Wonder set the benchmark for what mm. you can achieve as an artist. So it's not only his music, it's what he set up. What he did what for the he industry. Did for the industry, exactly. All as a fucking blind man, a fighter, a, a fighter pilot, fighter pilot, uh, race car race driver, race car driver, <laughs> starting quarterback Scientist. for the 49ers. <laughs> doctor, <laughs> astronaut, yeah. did everything. He was crazy. But back, so the way this, like, how, like, maybe this conversation started is that, like, he, like Miles Davis, was a pioneer. He did shit and set the benchmark for so many people after him, right? Yep. Miles Davis and jazz. Stevie Wonder and Motown and, like, pop music. Like, that shit. Whoa, crazy, man. You think about what he did, what he started. Album of the year for half a decade. Five of those years in the 70s are his. How frustrating do you think it would be to be a songwriter? Thanks, Stevie. Thanks, man. Not putting out an album. I would like to see what... Well, this is like also the start of hip hop was happening too at this time. Yeah, yeah, and like you have these people releasing music, and <laughs> Stevie Wonder comes out, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> throw my hat in the ring for this shit, and was just like, okay, tearing up their shit, tearing up what they thought was a good song, and then Stevie Wonder would come out with these fucking intervisions. Oh yeah, here's here's higher ground casually, <laughs> and you're just like, are you fucking yeah, kidding and, me, man? Yeah, he's not sampling anything. No, no, I can write it all. I can write it. I'd play it all. Yeah. And, and guess what? Guess and what? I don't need my eyes. <laughs> you fuck. You know, oh, you need your eyes to play play shit? It's truly unfathomable. To really. be a songwriter in the 70s. Really, really, To really. be a songwriter in the 70s and early 80s, I think I'd kill myself. I don't want to be there because everyone's doing shit. It's... <laughs> Everyone! And it's I don't so, like it. You know, it's so discouraging, but also inspiring at the same time. That yeah. has to be. The inspiration had to outweigh the discouragement. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Discouragement or word? Discouragement. <laughs> doesn't sound like Discouragement. One. I'm not, uh, not confident on how I say it. Hi, I'm so discouragement. Discouragement. You know when people, you're talking to people and they say a word that you don't think is a word, but they... You let them let 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 have, have it. it. <laughs> you can't. Let them have it. You're, you need this more than I do. I hate when people stop me mid-sentence to correct, like, you know, like, just let me finish my point, and then if you want to correct my, like, it's when they they cut off your idea to tell you that you've said something wrong. Oof. 
Yeah, and I'm unless th- you're asking for help, unless you're struggling to say the word, and you're like, uh, <laughs> like let me extend an olive olive branch. Yeah, an olive garden. Let me help you, uh, yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, the other one's like, hey, no, let me stop you, friend. Yeah. You fucked it up. <laughs> and I feel like in our friend group, if you screw up, uh, da, 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 yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking man, you will get roasted. They don't care what you have to say anymore. They don't care if you have brain damage. You know, they no, don't. No. They don't care if you're retarded. Mm-mm. It's uh, they're coming for you. Yeah, they. But I have your coming for your out. children and your great great grandchildren. Yeah, <laughs> I remember your grandfather misspoke one time. It's the greatest time. He started crying after. It was yeah. awesome. He wasn't, we weren't friends after that. This is at your funeral. Your grandfather was such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he would misspeak all the time. I loved yelling at him. He loved, he loved screwing up words and loved, <laughs> he loved getting so angry he that loved, he would cry. He loved being an idiot. Yeah. Like, I was I, also stronger than him. He couldn't <laughs> take me on no matter how hot he wanted to. He's a piece of shit. He's a, piece, He's a real piece, piece of shit. shit I, I don't know why we're here. I, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> Hey, everyone. I have something to say. <laughs> this man was a fucking loser. <laughs> a big fucking loser. I want to talk... Actually, that's funny that we stumbled upon this. Um, I wanted to talk about on how I find... Because I watched that uh, Patrice O'Neill documentary. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. And there was a comedian in... like, Because everyone's talking about him. And Patrice O'Neill is like... Highly known as being a giant asshole. He was such a dick. He would be so mean. Relentless, ruthless. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. And he was, he was a lovable asshole. That's what everyone said. He's a lovable he's asshole. Honest. Yeah, he was he's honest. He was honest. And he's gripping. He was honest. He would fucking say extremely controversial, like misogynistic shit. Yeah. But would say it with full truth. Truth and honesty. And would mm. speak his mind. And people fucking hated him. Mm. Like, honestly, like, they shouldn't. <laughs> but. It doesn't take away how fucking funny he was yeah. talking about it. And how know? how good of a controlling, commanding person he is. And that, it's funny, the basis of the documentary is being truthful. You yeah. need to be honest if you want to make it in this, like, he. that was his the basis of his career. Not to spoil everything, but that was his ground level of what his career was. He wanted to be honest. He hated being something that he wasn't. Yeah. And that is, he's like, lying bothers me. That's what it was his thing. He's like, I hated... People, like, say, like, being punched in the face bothers them. Not speaking your mind. is that Mine is being, like, lying. I hate lying. It, it, it's a cancer in a conversation. And I was just like, that's such a smart way of yeah. thinking about it. Anyways, um, to go off of that, like, Donnell Rawlings, they're interviewing him, and he goes like, dude, everyone in this documentary is going to say, oh, how sweet of a guy. He was a fucking asshole. He was an asshole. And... People, this is where I wanted to talk about. It's like people in death say good things. And I don't believe that. That's yeah, bullshit. That is bullshit. Like, I think it's about time that we talk about we could speak ill and all the bad things that he did. Not bad things, but in like how much of a piece of shit he was. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I'm, I'm so for that. People, even when you say. People romanticize death. Right, and in a sense, yeah. like going like, "Oh, you can't say, oh, he's gonna come haunt you." You can, don't say that. I can say whatever the fuck I want about someone. That is, you can't take that away from me. And now that they're dead, I'm gonna yell it now. I w- I wouldn't want to say it in front of him because I don't think that's nice. Like that's not a proper. That's being rude. 
But to an extent. I also don't think it's rude to talk about someone how they are when they're don't, dead. Don't speak ill of the dead. Yeah. Don't speak that no, bothers me. Him. I'm like, fuck, fuck you. Him. No, he was fuck a piece him. of shit. Fuck he him. was a garbage person. You're not going to talk trash about Hitler after he's dead? That's what I'm saying. I one time got yelled at. You, oh, well, he was a bad person. I'm like, he was also, he also, like, I hope, I hope he is getting fucking, like, gang raped in hell for, like, Hitler. I don't care. People are, you can't say that. Why not? Why not? What, what's he gonna do? Why not? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, oh, oh clutching my pearls. Oh my god. Death oh. is the ultimate release and freedom from all this bullshit. Because guess know. what? They can't hear you. No, they can't hear you. you nor do? do they care. What are you? And if your do? family and if their family chooses to get upset, fuck them. It's not. It's not your responsibility to feel upset for somebody that's dead. <laughs> yeah. She was. A and cunt. I think people need to embrace that. Yeah. You know? She was a cunt. Well, oh, you can't say that. What are you gonna do about it? Who are you gonna tell? He called her a cunt. When she was dead. Oh, my God. Put a gun to his head. Holy shit. That's... And I thought that, like, Donnell Rawlings saying that, it's like, yeah, of course. Why? That's why what... That's what fucking Patrice would have wanted Donnell to say. Yeah. Don't... I'm not lying about him. He's no. a fucking dick. He's an asshole. People say, like, if you really knew him, you fucking hated him. Mm-hmm. Like, you fucking... Like, but you'd still want to hang out with him because he's entertaining, fun. Yeah. You know, but he would, he would fucking tear you. He would he would tell you if something was wrong. Oh yeah. Any wrong oh yeah, yeah. I know he buried people. I fucking used to love listening to radio clips of him on like uh, Opie and Anthony. Anthony and just tearing guests up mm-hmm. and fucking screaming at them and humiliating people. That's a that's like a chunk of that documentary. It's really interesting. Yeah. And you know what was awesome was hearing because I didn't know he he was a, he was engaged. I didn't know he had a fiance. And listen, I'm not a huge Patrice O'Neill fan, but like I know I enjoy stand up comedy. I like to. I like to think that I know a good deal about it. And Patrice O'Neill, like, I didn't know he had his fiance, and they talk, and she's talking to them. And she talks about, like, women coming up to her after shows. And, like, going, like, I don't, I don't get how you can be with him. And it's her response to that, which I thought I was like, holy shit, like, what? I would never have, like, because you, uh, you obviously think you hear the shit he's saying. And yeah. you 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 have to wonder. It's just like, oh, like <laughs> I wonder if he is married and what happens like in that dynamic. Right. You know, like he's being so he's 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 just being an asshole. Terrible. Being he's, an asshole. Like he says terrible misogynistic shit. But guess yeah. guess fucking what? Yeah. You know, we talk about how he didn't like lying, being honest. I mean, doesn't that create the best relationships ever? That's what it is. Doesn't it's- that fucking create this open? dialogue where we can express if something's bothering mm-hmm. us and talk about it openly instead yeah. of fucking seething, loathing rage that you carry with you your entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. That's horrible, and that's what kills relationships, you know? I would say, like, honestly, Patrice probably had the best relationships with people. He, he, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say anything more because it's like, it's kind of spoiling it, but it's just, it's so refreshing to hear people talk about, like, not... I don't think they're speaking ill of him either. No. I think they're speak they're being honest. Sincere. The whole the whole basis of this documentary is honesty. Yeah. That's all it is. It's good. People will say it's about Patrice. No, it's about honesty. That's good. all it is. It revolves around one guy, but it's about honesty. And it's so it's so cool. They interview his stepdaughter, who was just like, Yeah, it fucking <laughs> she's funny too. You hear her talk and you're like, Oh, you could see Patrice and she's talking about how he influenced her. You'd fucking joke with me when I was six years old. Made me tough. Yeah, I know. Anyways. But like, I like I hate the fucking. But Patrice stole his whole act. <laughs> <from> Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Stevie. 
dude. Okay, Stevie Wonder in the fifties was the the headlining these Boston clubs, comedy clubs. clubs yeah, clubs. he would go around and he'd listen like guys. He would like, drive himself from town to town. <laughs> he like only got cause accidents couple everywhere. Couple of tickets, uh, yeah. <laughs> couple a couple of them. I'm not saying he didn't. They have didn't tickets. revoke his license, but they no. they would fine him like everybody else. You know, you're not special because you're blind. No, no, no. You were still speeding, speeding <laughs> in a school zone. In a but. school zone. Stevie Wonder, the worst thing he did, he was speeding in a school zone. Like, <laughs> he's a piece of shit too. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess that he's a fucking asshole. You were being honest. Fuck Stevie Wonder. We're being honest. Garbage human. Yeah, you know what? If you're taking one thing away from this podcast, <laughs> fucking don't listen to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, okay? he's a piece of shit. Piece of garbage. All his music garbage. All right, guys, this has been a fun episode. <sighs> let us let us know what you thought about let the segment. If it's so boring that you banana. can't fucking bother listening to it, let us know. Let us. Aren't you glad we're on a new platform called Anchor? Yeah. Shout out to Anchor. Uh, we need to. We forgot to write shit. No, you can down. add it into it. You can add oh, it. Oh yeah, can we insert can. Insert it. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, anyways, we're cutting this but, part. <laughs> but guys, if you go to Anchor FM, we're gonna we're gonna post all the links to our shit. If you go, you can send us voice memos through the app, and we can listen to them on cool. the podcast. If it's I, if it's way easier for you than writing a fucking email, mm-hmm. it's fucking brilliant. It's easy. It's a great new platform. We were out. Our podcast is on way more platforms now too. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys use any of these shitty ones. I, I personally only... Uh, Who uses... Apple and Spotify. Just be a normal person. Just be a normal person. Podbean. Fuck you. Podbean. What the fuck is that? Podbox. Fucking Castbox. Fuck them all. Classcloud.na.org. Keep the money. Keep the money. We don't, don't want it. it. I don't want I don't want <laughs> you around me. But guys, Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us, message Alex or I personally. Bam, bam, we bam. thank you guys for hanging in there and being with us along this journey. Kiss the baby. Kiss my tum. You're so good to me. I love you, buddy. You treat me. I love you, too. You treat me so good.